Keep your balls empty and your belly full by order of the Peaky Blinders. Welcome into our spoiler-free podcast breaking down every single episode of the 1920s family gang drama on Netflix and BBC. I'm your host, Daniel Gilman. And I'm Josh Levy. This is episode three of the fourth season. That was a great opening, Daniel. It's a great saying by Linda. There's a lot of great sayings in this episode. I'm ready to break it down. Yeah, Linda has a good episode. Arthur has a good episode. She really... uh hones him in a little bit, and then the bombshell at the end. And the name of this episode, man, I'm really digging these names, Josh. Can we just retroactively name everyone just from our perspective? Because this one's named Blackbird. And you, let's let's go ahead. Go, go ahead and give so, us the reason why this one's name is Blackbird. In this episode, Arthur and Tommy have a conversation, and Arthur is like taking blame for all of this uh all this war i guess with the with the italians because he's the one who pulled who fired who fired the bullet at vicente Cingreta and killed him and when he and when he killed him he said i heard the blackbird sing so that's so so in that episode he's like taking blame for and like recalling that and then daniel thinks and daniel pointed out later in the episode jesse eating is singing a song about blackbirds and i think it's called blackbird but so Tommy wanted to torture Vincente until he heard the blackbirds sing in the morning, right? Yeah, that, yeah, and then Tommy said that Grace, you know, Grace wouldn't be able to hear them, so it was just a, it was just a recall back to season three, and it is kind of crazy how like you know Arthur had, feels the blame, even though it's all John's fucking fault at the end of the day. Oh, but now John is gone, so Arthur is gonna have to uh, answer for his uh, wrongdoings. This one got an eight point seven on IMDb. I mean, these high eights, I, these are in the this this season's in the nines for me. I mean, this episode's in the nines. I love it. One of my favorite episodes of all time. This is the best episode of Peaky Blind, uh, the best uh, season of Peaky Blinders by far. Easily, easily, hands down. I mean, like season three up to date was, and then now season four is. So season. Uh, for episode three, the description reads, Linda tries to distract Arthur, who later gets caught in an ambush. Tommy is reminded of who he was before the war. Polly meets a man from her past. So let's start with Linda and Arthur. In the beginning, Linda tries to distract Arthur from the meeting when they end up uh, voting to take the bullet from Arthur that he wrote Luca on, which is tradition. They say, okay, it's fine. We can just contract it out to the golds. Linda and Arthur have a little bit of... Uh, afternoon delight in his office and then again later in his house we should we should like over like find a video of like of like ron burgundy and like anchorman singing afternoon delight over linda and arthur having sex in the office because that was the exact definition of afternoon delight um and linda is linda's like she's flipped a switch just like that like in this season to like a, a new person now she's at the end of the episode we see her wanting to get wanting to work and take bets and you know she, yes she, it's it's just she's she's a walking contradiction so now let's talk about the ambush because arthur has to deal with these paint men who are just causing the foreman devlin's life to be a living hell these these communists that are throwing paint everywhere arthur beats one up nearly kills him and then he takes down two italians which can't make tommy too that was mad impressive at him. by arthur he was look he he had that look in his eye, like the devil in his eye. Like you and I both like texted, and you're like, he looks like a dog. I'm like, he really does. Like his eyes, like he's like chomping at the bit, and he was just maneuvering around that factory and took down those fucking Italians, and he burnt them too. And points and is it, what's his name? Devlin. Devlin, yeah. 
Devlin points out later, he's like, I got people, two, two men burnt and uh, killed and burnt in my factory, which was just crazy. Like, he just, like, burnt them at the end. It was, uh, But it was just a really freaking intense scene, and the music was playing in the background. He got two of them down. He tells Tommy later and kind of, like, tells Tommy off in the episode, like, I killed two of them. Yeah, I did it. Like, I did it. And he's like, I, he's like, burnt, burnt their bones to ashes. And I was like, I love it, Arthur. Laying yep. down the law. Continuing the trend that Arthur is the devil, pretty much, because the song was "There's a Devil Inside of Me," as he kills both of those with, uh, with, with kind of with ease. And then you know we can talk about the uh, Jesse Eden storyline with Tommy when she reveals that she knew a woman who was sisters with an old love of Tommy Shelby, Greta Jirasi, who died at the age of 19 of consumption. Consumption, is that just alcohol poisoning? I guess so. Or it could it could be a drug reference, like overconsumption of something, I don't know. Consumption is, no, it's due but, to weight loss, when infection of other organs cause, a, it's like tuberculosis. Oh, damn. Wow, that's sad, but yeah, I, I always enjoy these little insights into the shelby family past because especially tommy's yeah right because they're they're characters that we've grown attached to and we and we don't even realize that we don't know like more than half of the of of their life up to that date and so it's cool to hear that and tommy tommy was changed was a changed man before the war he was he was different he was he was charming he was nice he was he, he was a communist right he believed in fairness justice as Jesse Eden said. Yeah, so we get we see a picture of Tommy. We find out that he held Greta's hand every day for three months as she was on her deathbed. And Tommy really only came to find out who the uh, who the Italian mole was who infiltrated the communist meeting and got in through the back door because first he confronted Devlin about it, finding that he had a one-way ticket to Glasgow in his pocket and his family already left. Poor Devlin. Do you believe him? Do you think he's innocent? Because he goes, you have a lot of enemies, Mr. Shelby. And Tommy ends up forcing him to stay and threatens his family. He he seemed pretty innocent, but I don't know how. I mean, his story was pretty complex. It's like one of those things where it's like it's like too thought out of a story to like lie. So I I I believe him, and I I feel bad for him, man. He seems petrified. He like he really he he really senses like the danger like that's about to come. And it's awesome. In hindsight, you also realize that he's the one that had to like walk in and, and try to stop the Arthur um fuck session in his office that was devlin in the beginning of the <laughs> yeah it's like oh i'm busy i will tell you there's one really really widespreading conspiracy theory that you were a big fan of when you first watched this when we first saw arthur and linda in the office and the door closed remember the reflection of what looked like inspector campbell in the in the window yes i saw yes. it again it's it's really crazy like it makes you think you guys are gonna have to if you don't know what we're talking about you're gonna have to rewind and rewatch it on Netflix, and I don't know, it's like right when they close the door and and Linda shuts the blinds, you like see this reflection of someone that looks like Inspector Campbell. It's like, I don't... It's for like a split second. It really is. Also, Polly's on another level. She's She is weird in this episode, and we kind of find out at the end why, but she, I mean, she explodes on Michael for having his adopted mother visit when her his mother, his adopted mother told him that his brother misses him and his dad died, and Michael's really sad about that. And then I don't understand, like, this is the woman that kept Michael alive, fed him when he was a child and kept him happy. And then she's later mad at Lizzie for just doing her job when, when Polly's like, I'm taking over. And she's got the short haircut. She is, I mean, we know that she's on a cold spell. She, she said she hasn't had sex in two years and she wants to change it. 
And I think that's why they, they kind of led that into us wanting to see what that Luca Chan Greta meeting was at the very end that we'll talk about now. But first, what, what do you think of Polly? Something's up her butt. She is she is uh acting acting a fool, being very strange. I I don't like what she's doing. She's making everything like about her, you know what I mean? Like it's like it's like no one else matters but her and Michael. And it's like not it's she's you know, it's just like I'm getting that vibe. But then we, I don't know, it's like, we do find out she gets a big raise and her title changes. Her name's Elizabeth. Did we know that? I think we did. I think we did. I, I, okay, I, don't, I just I don't, wrong. I just don't remember that. And it's just, it all leads up into the very end. Even, even, well, first, let's talk about the, 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 the scene when they haze Finn. Because Polly, that's when she's like a, a bitch to Lizzie. And Linda shows up and they're like, did God say yes? Is gambling a sin? And she's like, it's not me doing the gambling. And then Finn comes in and says that Tommy put him in charge. And Polly's like, oh, fuck no. She's like, she's like did he? He's like, yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. You know that Finn, Finn like wasn't like happy. He was like nervous to bring that out. Let's give him a first day. He'll never forget, ladies. Yeah, that was that was when I was like, this, this, this cannot be good. And there, and- there goes the V card. Lizzie goes to Tommy and tells and tells him what's about to happen. Tommy's breaking down the logistics and poor Finn, man. It's not the way that uh, it's not the way that he, that he should have lost it. He's not the way he wanted to lose it, and Tommy was a dick to him at the end. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's let's talk about the red dress scene when Polly we thought went hunting for Dick. That's what I wrote down. I'm like, oh, Polly's finally gonna end that cold streak. But instead, ooh, Luca Changreta comes in. Comes in, Polly Gray. That's a good look right there. <laughs> That's a good one. What did What did Lucas say to Polly? He talks about his mother and how the Shelbys really should not have spared her because now she's the one who fed him all his information, and it's kind of true. Like their like their their only act of kindness like is gonna be the thing that's like gonna bite them in the ass the most, and she's this. Th- uh, Luca Changreta is playing a game right now with Polly Gray and talking about how you know she's she he he heard that she likes to she she likes to dance and how now he wants to dance she denies him and he says that's a shame because you're dancing with me and then he goes you are you are an unlikely Cassius which is I believe a Shakespeare character I think it is right I think it is. Very yeah. Who 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 is a backstabber? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure. I'm I'm pretty sure. Go ahead and correct us, guys. You peaky heads. And while you're at it, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash peaky podcast. Follow us on Twitter at by order of peaky. Send your feedback to b o o t peaky blinders at gmail.com. Make sure to rate and review us like our homegirl Christine did. And we, we have very few bigger fans than Christine. She sent us an email saying that first she apologized for being a little behind and not emailing us for a while. <laughs> we, love that. We, love, we love the dedication. She said due to the political firestorm sucking up too much of her time, but she's back on track now. Love it, love it. She said she wants to say that she loves that we've added this Grace's Secret spoiler section and keep it up through season four, which we will. And at the end of this episode, Josh and I are going to dissect... One one particular, uh, I'm not going to say because it, it would be a little bit of a spoiler, one particular situation and we're going to see how it transgresses, transgresses? I think that's a word, through through the rest of the season. And Christine, 
loves my comparisons to Succession, really comparing Tommy Shelby and Logan Roy. And these two guys are very comparable, and Josh needs to watch the show. I will, I will, uh, I will get on that. I will. I promise. All right, so now that we know that there's a deal between Polly and Luca. It's so fucked up, man. We also learned that it was Polly's idea to have Linda distract Arthur in the very beginning so that he couldn't vote. And when Tom yells at Arthur, Arthur gets pissed back. Ada's the one who told Arthur that he, you know they're going to be you know, selling the, the kill. And at the very end, Linda forces Arthur to, to fire the bullet after he wouldn't do it in the middle as she used sex. And she had a good quote. She said, uh, my mother always said, in the sinful places, there will be temptations. It is my duty as your wife, putting myself between you and the devil, to keep his balls empty and his belly full. Yep, and he says, bless her soul. And then later on in the episode, this he, he kept on saying when he fired the bullet, it's the modern way, Tommy. It's the modern way. And Linda was talking about earlier, it's the modern way, Arthur. Let Mr. Abarama Gold shoot him for money. And it's like kind of true. Like Just let him do it. Get out of it. Yep. And then the last big thing, two more, two more things. We have that scene after Arthur kills the Italian where we really get to meet the Italians that, that aren't Luca Changretta because we have Matteo, who's the guy complaining about the spotted dick and the bad food and saying he's losing weight. And we have a very, very scary Luca Changretta in this scene yelling at his, uh, in his compatriots. He like takes the loaf of like the, the piece of bread and like stuffs it in his mouth and he's like... Finish the business. Like he like basically like he screams in Italian, like get the get the business done and, and then we can go home and eat really good food and like says like something in Italian. He's like, ma, 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 ma. Yep, and one of the guys says, This family has a lot of enemies. And we found another one, and it's the mom of the kid that Arthur killed in the ring. So that's just you know, another seed that Stephen Knight is planting, and then the final seed that is really starting to grow from the scene with Jesse Eden is now that Tommy has gone to the spot that he used to hang out with Greta. He used to wait hours for her. She used to wait hours for him. This is back when he was 18, 19. And, uh, and he has sex with, with Lizzie. And Lizzie, Lizzie knows about it. And, uh, and Lizzie's like, are you kissing me or are you kissing her? And he's like, I'm kissing you. And it, was, it was a very sweet scene from Tommy because at the end of it, he talks about all these charitable donations he wants to do. And Lizzie's like, what's gotten into you? He's like, I made a promise to someone a long time ago that I would change the world. It's, it's 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 so interesting, like this character that we've never like never heard of before was such an impact in Tommy's life. So like that's why it's it was so interesting. It was a nice little spot out there. We got our boy Raman Dawaji. Is it Dawaji or Dawaji? It's it's Dajawadi. It's Dajawadi, the 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 composer of Game of Thrones. Right, he's just the legend of like TV show, movie, just bangers, just 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 pure instrumentals. His song "What Had ha- What Has Happened" play there. You like the song by Rachel Unthink and the Winter Set. I wish, which is just before that scene when Tommy's looking at the uh, the photo that Jesse Eden gave him, and that's when Linda and and, and Arthur it's like really together. like hallowing, like like hallowing, high pitched, like like very ominous sound. But it was perfectly placed. And then Arthur and Linda, the scene there was was crazy. He kind of. Kind of losing it a little bit, Arthur. In this episode, he's 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 battled through a lot in this episode, but uh, he he's really like coming into like you know figuring out what he wants to do. Like, still, he's still he's still confused about that. Is he your winner? I mean, he's my winner in the sense that he just like destroyed those two Italians, 
had a lot of freaking sex with Linda, uh, and kind of you know showed Tommy that like he's really valuable to him when he was trying to about to doubt him for not you know being at the meeting and you know where he was before like where he was else after that. But he was taking care of business, shedding off two of the Italians. So he's he's my winner for for that one. All right, who's your loser? Before I go into mine, my loser is Finn. Man, poor Finn. It's not the way that he wanted to lose it, man. And we we saw him be pretty weak in this episode, and Tommy kind of tells him, you know, be a fucking man, Finn, basically, because he's he's this little feverish, little scary little boy, and so we, it really wasn't his best episode. He let he let the ladies take, you know, be the boss of him, and he just didn't stand down at all. And he's got to he's he's got to butch up a little bit. That's all I gotta say. Oh, Tommy wants him to be a man, and there was that one second, and it, it reminded me of the scene with John that really changes this whole series. When John and 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 Polly and, and Arthur and all trying to go their different ways and trying to convince them to compromise or apologize or fight with the Italians, and you're thinking this is a big moment for Tommy, and he decides to be a big dick, and here he does it again after he's such a sweetheart with Lizzie, and such a, a nice guy thinking about his old ties. He has a second to think about what he wants to say to Finn after Finn divulges that he's actually a sensitive, sweet kid. And then he goes, be a fucking man. Don't apologize. There's an open spot now, and we need you to be a man. And I didn't like that at all. Right. And it, it was also like earlier on in the episode when De- when uh, Devlin was like, like, I can still make the train. Like, please let me go. And Tommy literally looks at him, and I was like, oh, he's going to be a good guy. And be like, all right, like, don't worry about it. Like, fine, go. And then he was just like, I need you here. Back to business, like, you know? He's just, everyone's at his becking call. Yeah, Devlin was my loser, um, just because he had to deal with a lot of shit. Just simple as that. He said he's scared every day to not go to work just because of Tommy. And we kind of talked about that last episode, how some of these people are probably just so terrified of Thomas Shelby that they just do their jobs, and Devlin had literally said it. And he's a character that I have a bad feeling about, you know? I just don't like him. I never really liked yeah, him. Yeah, it was bad vibes with him for sure. Like, like we get introduced I, to this guy sketchy. in like the worst sense. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not good vibes around him, and uh, Tommy's doubting him, and Tommy Tommy was all over the place in this episode as well. He's got his hands all over the place, and he's telling the family about the Changretas, and be, it's it's kind of crazy to think about it. Like he had to find a picture of Luca Changretta to show the family. In order to, to show them like what like what he looks like, you know, there's no Facebook or you know social media or tra- as much traveling, and so they've never seen this this man before, so they have to identify him, which was crazy. So it was like the intricacies of that, right? So how how bad of an idea was it by Luca to show up? Because had he not shown up, they wouldn't have known who he was, right? So that's a little fault on his part for someone who's uh, calling out Tommy Shelby's level of security. Little cocky, little cocky. My winner is Jesse Eden. I think, I think Jesse Eden has shown that she is a formidable force. Tommy is starting to respect her, even showed up late night and saw her dancing to that song called Blackbird, which is uh, another call to the, uh, to the beginning. And in the very beginning of the episode, I wrote down, as Jesse Eden correctly predicted, the strike is profitable for Tommy Shelby because all of these men are begging to get in in the very open of the episode, begging to work, begging to work, and they have their pick of the field. And, uh, and so Jesse's smart. She obviously has the eye of Tommy Shelby. He doesn't just show up to any female late at night. He, she also got Tommy on the back foot. You talk about parlaying at the back foot. Tommy was shook when she brought up Jirasi's name. He, he was shaking in his boots, as I've uh, always said. And she, she drops a lot of knowledge and says, 
once. She goes, once once you saw a man beating his horse, you beat him. He's twice your size, but he beats him. And you whipped him. Like talking about like right. Yeah, with with yeah. his own whip. And it's it's just like we it's there's always a legend of Tommy Shelby, like, you know, that that, that goes around and we, we hear more of the legend of Tommy Shelby pre war era and just how he was and he said that, you know, no one ever came back. And it's true. I did feel bad that we find out that Jesse Eden lost her love to PTSD and then suicide after he got back from the war. So that was a shame. Yeah, it's probably what's you know impacted her and like she's probably why she wanted Insight Revolution and whatnot. She's just changed, but uh, she's an interesting cat and she's seems to catch Tommy's eye possibly. I I got some vibes right there, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. She she uh, burns the picture of the Italians in the fire. Yeah, I don't know what the like, deal was I'm, there. I'm not. I feel like it was like a, you know what, like, this isn't, like, I'm not going to get involved in Tommy Shelby's business. Like, I don't care who these people are. Let them play their war. I'm just going to do my thing and send my message. She did say that she didn't recognize any of them. So whether she was telling the truth or not, she claimed that she didn't know any of the uh, Italians. That could have been a, a, a throw-in to kind of be like, she was like staring at the picture. So, so maybe she was like, I know these guys, but I don't want like anyone to die on my watch kind of thing. You have any nitpicks? Um, yeah, my, my one nitpick was when the, the Mateo and the other, was, was it Mateo? No, it, it was, it, it was, it was two, the uh, two Italians who were uh, killing Arthur. It wasn't Mateo. I don't know why I said that. Um, who were trying to kill Arthur in the uh, paint scene literally had two people, two guns pointed at Arthur point blank. And like they fired like seven shots and they just missed him magically. A little James Bondish. Magically missed him. Arthur's just like, Arthur just like one juke and like they all the bullets like go astray from him but uh that was my one my one nitpick that's that just wasn't realistic but i'm glad i'm glad arthur didn't die that way i i just hate polly i mean it's just like if if they want her to be the villain then okay but if they're trying to like create some arc where polly shelby or polly gray is still likable i'm not it's not connecting with me i don't know if women out there are with her but what she's doing to her son here and we've now seen that she's set up this deal with with uh, Luca Changretta. I, I feel like she's not really giving Michael a decision. She's making the decision for him that she's going to make this deal. And he is who's loyal to Tommy, who he keeps you know claiming, what do you mean we're going to Australia? I don't want to go to Australia. It's just building and building for Polly Gray to be the, the villain of this show. And maybe that's where we get to in season six, season seven. I'm not sure. I did listen to an interview. Okay. You know what? Let's save it for, uh, for Grace's Secrets. That'll wrap up this episode for those of you that don't want any 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 semblance of a spoiler. And so you guys can turn it off. Thanks so much for listening. Keep an eye out for 4.4 coming up. But for those of you like Christine who love to hear the, uh, the spoiler talk, hashtag spoiler talk in Grace's Secrets, welcome in. I want to start this off by mentioning an interview that I heard with, with Anthony Byrne and how he said that this is going to be a, a six to seven, probably seven season arc. And they actually have the final scene set. The final moment of Peaky Blinders ever. They know what it's going to be. Wow. I, I That like stresses me out, honestly, to even think about because... I, I, I didn't want to hear it when, I, when he said it, but then I heard it and it's, it doesn't... It's not, it's not like a spoiler. I know. Yeah. He just wants it to be... He wants the show to start when World War I ends and ends when World War II starts. When World War II starts. Wow. It'd be interesting if it ended with... So the final scene is going to be the sirens going around in Birmingham... That the that the the Second World War has begun. 
Okay, wow. I mean, I don't know if that means that like they're gonna have to like they're gonna be called to war again. I have no, I mean, we're talking about just, another twenty years, aren't we? And it's but it's then it's just full circle. Yeah. Oh a, my god, uh, oh, that would be so trippy. But like, I what mean, if what if Michael is like the new Tommy and he goes to war? And we're like, Finn's gonna go to war. Finn's gonna have to fight. Yeah. They're, gonna they're be, both gonna, gonna fight. Michael and Finn, no. Michael and Finn would definitely fight, and it would be it'd be crazy. And Carl, how old's Carl? I mean, dude, no wait. <laughs> when does World War One two start? Like forty one. World War Two, I think. World. Let, let me look this up. All right. While he looks that up, I also just want to say that I fucking hate Paula Gray and what she does to Michael is the biggest. Nineteen thirty nine. Okay, so we got another fourteen years. So yeah. so Carl's yeah. gonna be fighting. Carl, oh my god, oh my god, they grow up so fast, bro. What if it just turns into like Dunkirk, and that's and it, because Dunkirk has <laughs> Killian Murphy and Tommy Cardi. Carl will be in Dunkirk, man. Wow, that would be. What if Carl is? Be... What if Carl is Killian Murphy in Dunkirk, and it's all just a, a mon- <laughs> inception? Dude, this is like on some like dark level shit. I can't. Yeah, I'm it. sorry about that, guys. Let's just talk about Polly. I don't. That's all I want to talk about here. What she does and her and Michael's and Tommy's plan for Michael is is got to be one of the most sadistic things I've ever seen in my life and just completely ruins her storyline for me. She's so selfish and it's just like we've seen so many flashes of her and like I've been annoyed with her on this on this podcast many times. Like I have definitely been vocal about Polly Gray annoying the shit out of me at times and this she's I just don't understand what she's doing. We've seen that she's done this once before. What's going to stop her from doing it again? Because, you know, she's not someone that you can really trust. And she's shown that, like, where her allegiances are always uh, not aligned in the same place. So, I don't know. But this is this is Tommy's idea. Like, it's Tommy's idea. Tommy wants to do it. Tommy wants to play this trick on Michael to test him. And it's just, I don't get why Polly, who has been so protective of her son since the first day he wanted to go to the horse auction, is all of a sudden now willing to really throw her son under the bus, which is what she's doing. Like, earlier in the episode, Michael calls her Paul instead of mom. And Polly gets like really she gets like really offended from it and like the whole episode there was like this like fuck you attitude after that. At the meeting. So like that's what set her off and she was just thinking very like very you know brashly and it was just very annoying. And she's pissing me off too man. I can't stand her arc right now. I also like how it's cute when we meet like Jesse Eden and Tommy obviously have a little bit of a spark and then we know later that they're going to have sex. Yeah, it is. It is. It is interesting because I did not think that on first on first glance, but on second watch, it's so obvious with like you know knowing it. But when I first saw it, I'm like, this Jesse Eden and Tommy Shelby do not go together. But I mean, whatever. Touche, Tommy Shelby. I don't really have much else to talk. I want to wait till next episode where we really, really go in on on the the Michael and and Polly thing because that's when things are really going to escalate. Right. When when we actually get revealed that Michael. He, he is so hesitant to let Tommy go to his death, but he still does it, and it's so frustrating. It's just, it's just so frustrating. It's it the only thing about this season. Things, it's the only thing right. about this season that just bothers me. But it's good it's, bothers me, you know? It's so frustrating because one of those things, again, that like could have just been fucking avoidable, and it's so frustrating because you know it. You know what it reminds me of? What? I don't know if you're this much of a nerd, and like I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to this, but it's... It's Anakin Skywalker turning into Darth Vader. It, they it, they have forced Michael to be a bad guy. It's not yep. even his fault. It's it wasn't it's, Anakin's fault. It was a lie. It was a lie that was told to him. Oh, oh, it makes me so mad. All right, whatever. That's that. I mean, that's pretty much it. Except the fact that like the one thing that's crazy with knowing what what the end result is 
is seeing how cocky Luca Changretta is, and it's so fucking satisfying that I know that he's dead. And it's Mateo who like fucks him over too. Mateo, yeah, it's his his men aren't very 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 intelligent in my opinion. What does he have over Spotted Dick though? I mean, like Spotted Dick is just like it's just like pudding. They just want they just want to eat their their uh, spaghetti and meatballs. Come on, man. The chicken I know, parmigiana. but are there no more Italian places in the area? Like I feel like there used to be all these probably Italian not. places. Probably not. <laughs> oh, probably... you know what? Stefan's got his pub now. <laughs> That's true. They're just eating bangers and mash out there, man. That's all. I, I would love a little uh, Stefan, you know, cameo coming in like season six. Step on. That would be great. All right, we're going to uh, wrap this up, jump into uh, 4.4 coming up soon. So don't worry, guys. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Rate us. Review us. Go to the bottom. Hit some stars. Email us at bootpeakyblinders at gmail.com for a shout-out like we've given to so many of our peaky heads. Wrapping this one up, he's Josh. I'm Daniel, and we binge so you don't have to. the stacks On a gathering storm comes a tall handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand Ha <laughs> ha